You're listening to the Grow Your Own Food Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow fresh fruit, vegetables, and even grains in your own backyard. In every episode, you'll get growing tips, recipe inspiration, and more. Ready to get growing? Then let's jump in. Welcome to episode 74 of the Grow Your Own Food podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Smith, and today we are talking about tips for growing herbs in winter, otherwise known as overwintering herbs. Whether you leave them outside or you bring them inside, I'm going to be talking through care tips. I'm going to be talking about which ones can be left outside versus should be brought inside all sorts of good stuff that is really, really good for the beginning gardener to know. And there might even be a few tips in there for the more experienced gardener as well. So listen in. That's what we're talking about today. But first, a word from our sponsor. So I think it's really important for every gardener to know the tips and tricks to overwintering herbs. After all, not all of us live in Florida and California where herbs can be grown year-round and left outdoors. Here in northeast Kansas, it gets really freezing cold. We live smack in the middle of the United States, so we get really hot summers and really cold winters which makes gardening really challenging sometimes. But I got to tell you, it's great because it's taught me a lot of things and I get to share it all with you. Herbs are one of the best things you can grow because they're really expensive to buy, but they are so easy. They grow literally like weeds. And I'm not just talking about new gardeners. I'm talking about any gardener. They're one of the best things to grow. But Despite the many benefits of growing herbs, lots of gardeners struggle with growing herbs in winter because there are like so many questions. Which herbs have to be brought inside? Which herbs will survive winter outside? How much water do overwintering herbs need? Should I fertilize overwintering herbs? So here's the deal. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about growing herbs in this episode in winter. That way, you never have to struggle with them in winter again right? Sound good? Okay. First, let's talk about which herbs you can leave outside in winter and which herbs you should bring indoors. So if you have happened to read the post on bee and basil about pruning herbs or listened to the podcast episode about different kinds of herbs and why they're really good for new gardeners, you know that herbs come in two classifications. They're either woody herbs or herbaceous herbs. It's the especially hardy varieties of woody herbs that are capable of surviving outside through the winter. So these are the most common winter-hardy woody herbs that you might grow. Thyme, lavender, sage, lemon verbena, marjoram, winter savory, and herb fennel. Not the same thing as bulb fennel, herb fennel. So 
Why do these herbs survive outside in winter? It all comes down to their plant tissue. In woody herbs, the plant deposits special cells called lignin into the stems. And over time, these cells kind of align and they're really rigid. And as they build up, they harden together in what we think of as wood. So wood is actually just like stacks on stacks on stacks of these lignin um, special plant cells. And it's just that they're so structured that they create like this really hard surface. And this woody tissue helps protect the more tender tissue at the center of the stem, the xylem and the phloem, the tissue that's responsible for sending water up to the leaves and bringing nutrients from photosynthesis down into the roots. So any of those herbs can survive winter outdoors. They're, they're woody, and because they're woody, they'll start to look very dead toward the end of winter. They're going to lose their leaves, probably almost all their leaves, but Unless they've experienced ice damage or their roots have been heaved up out of the ground, and we're going to talk about that here in a sec, they'll come back in spring. As the weather starts to warm up, just like water them, and they will eventually come back, I promise you. I do want to note, though, that even though they are woody herbs, herbs that are overwintered outdoors do better when planted in the ground, not in a pot. And we're also going to talk about that here in a second. So you might be thinking, you didn't include rosemary, oregano, or mint in that list. Aren't these also woody herbs? Yes, dear listener, they are woody herbs, and they would survive outdoors. But I have a couple of very good reasons why I don't recommend leaving them outside or planting them in your garden beds to begin with. Rosemary is native to the Mediterranean, which seldom experiences severe cold weather, right? It can get cold there, but not as severe as it does, you know, I would say compared to Kansas, um, and definitely for not as long. Rosemary is capable of surviving temperatures below 30 degrees Fahrenheit, but it needs a warm and sunny spot that's protected from harsh winds. And even then, it might not survive. It kind of doesn't guarantee survival. So most people, including myself, keep it in a pot and bring it inside when winter arrives. So that's why I say, Rosemary, you know what? Don't bother trying to overwinter it outdoors. Some people might have a really well-established, mature rosemary plant that is capable of overwintering outdoors, but in general, I, I don't do it. When it comes to oregano, mint, lemon balm, anything in the mint family, like monarda, otherwise known as bee balm, or catmint, um, which is not the same thing as catnip, they're, they're very similar but not the same, All of these things could happily survive winter in outdoors, but you should always, always, always grow them in pots. If you grow them in your garden, like even if say you love mint or you love oregano and you're just like, you know what? I don't care how much I have. I'm going to find a use for it. Trust me, you will be sorry. They will very quickly take over your entire garden. So Plant them in pots, and potted herbs, like I said a second ago, should always be brought inside. So that's why I put rosemary, oregano, mint, lemon balm, 
those kinds of things in the overwinter indoors category because they're they should be planted, you know, in pots or they're not guaranteed to um, survive winter outdoors. So let's talk about which herbs should be brought inside for the winter. Okay, so rosemary, like I mentioned above, but also any herbaceous herb, any leafy herb. Herbaceous herbs don't have those lignin deposits in the stems. So when temperatures drop below freezing, the cells in the stem freeze and burst. Kind of like if you have ever like put a soda can in the freezer to try and like get it cold really fast and then you forgot about it and it exploded. Hopefully that has never happened to you. It's happened to me. Well, it happened to somebody at work and I was nice enough to clean it out for them. But if it's never happened to you, you can imagine how that would go. Same thing happens to plant cells because they're full of water. When they freeze, they explode. And that's why they're all droopy and wilted and everything like that after a freeze. So these herbs include, but aren't limited to, because there are a lot. Like I said, I couldn't possibly go over every single herb in this episode. Basil, if it's still growing. Chives. Dill. Parsley. Cilantro. And catnip, which again, sort of similar to cat mint, but not the same. And then, like I said, these are herbs that could survive the winter outdoors, but even if you love them, they should be grown in pots. Mint, lemon balm, oregano, cat mint, and monarda. And I have actually, I have a video, I have a link to an Instagram video, if you haven't seen it, of just how invasive mint can be. I grew mint in a pot and it trailed a vine out of that pot and into a neighboring pot and started like establishing roots into that neighboring pot of green onions. So I am not kidding. So now that we know which herbs can be left outside and which herbs should be brought indoors, what should you do to prepare the herbs for winter outdoors? So this is a really good question because you really should do a little to help protect and prepare the woody herbs that you're overwintering outside. Again, if they're in a small pot, bring them in. Or if you don't have room for them indoors and have to keep them outside. So like, let's say you have some time in a pot and time could survive outdoors and you don't have room for it inside. Put it in the warmest, sunniest spot that's protected from the wind because pots get very cold very fast. They don't have the benefit of geothermal warmth rising from lower in the soil. Um, So that is why I tend to go by the rule of anything grown in a pot should be brought inside. But you know what? If you find a protected, warm, sunny spot, it's, it's very possible that you'll be able to overwinter it outdoors, except for rosemary, because rosemary is a picky Goldilocks. For herbs that are grown in the ground, you should still help protect them, even if they can be overwintered outside. Mulch them really nice and deep at the base of each herb that you're overwintering outside with either hardwood or straw. This extra deep mulch helps prevent the plant from being heaved up out of the ground through the various freeze-thaw cycles during winter. So like if you remember from middle school or high school, we know that when things get cold or they freeze, they contract, right? They get smaller. And then when they warm up, they expand and get bigger. So like imagine 
a root ball kind of shrinking and expanding and shrinking and expanding and shrinking and expanding over and over and over again through the winter as things freeze and thaw and freeze and thaw. Over time, it's going to like inch itself up out of the ground, like heave itself up out of the ground. And once that root ball is heaved up out of the ground, well, then it's just exposed to the elements, right? So then it, it, it'll dry out or it will freeze and, and, and be killed because roots aren't the same thing as like the woody stems of the plant. So mulching nice and deep around the base of the plant is just going to keep that, that heaving, that freeze-thaw cycle from happening. Also, don't do any pruning of your overwintered herbs outside until spring. Woody herbs respond to pruning by putting out new growth, which you don't want right before winter hits, right? So if things are looking scruffy, leave them be. When new growth appears in spring, that's when it's safe to prune. You might be wondering, should you water herbs that are overwintering outside? Definitely water them well before mulching them for the winter, but otherwise, they honestly shouldn't need much. They're not photosynthesizing. They're not actively growing. They're dormant. If you're having an exceptionally, exceptionally dry winter, like it's been weeks since you've had any melted snow or ice or rain, feel free to water on a sunny day that is above freezing. But don't water too much. Just water enough to moisten the soil. You don't want the soil to get waterlogged and then like freeze like a block of ice the next time it, it freezes over, which will, you know, very possibly be that very same day in the, at nighttime. Should you fertilize herbs left outside for the winter? No. Herbs very, very seldom need fertilizing, especially the ones that are left, you know, in the ground outside. Even during the height of the growing season, they, they don't really need much. Um, every once in a while, you can, you know, feed them with a little bit of fish emulsion, but that's when they are up and growing in, in like the height of summer. They especially don't need fertilizing when they're not growing because, again, they're dormant. There's nothing for them to do with those nutrients that you're giving it. So even the roots, you know, aren't growing. So the roots aren't going to be taking up those nutrients. And it's, and it's kind of just a waste. So don't worry about fertilizer for herbs overwintered outside until new growth appears in the spring. And then, you know, if you feel the need to, go ahead and, and fertilize them if you want. So... That's pretty much everything for, for herbs overwintered outside. How do you keep herbs growing indoors during winter? There are a few big concerns for herbs being overwintered in, indoors, namely light and water. So as far as light goes, even if you keep herbaceous herbs in a large window, there's usually not enough natural light in winter for continued vibrant growth like you're used to seeing in the summertime. The days are too short and the sun is too low in the sky. Plus, conditions right next to the window where you put them can get really drafty and cold. So for your herbs to actually grow in winter, you're going to want to supplement any natural light you're able to get with a fluorescent light or other grow light or 
just, you know, completely put them under fluorescent lights or grow lights. Not like a regular lamp with a plant bulb in it. In my experience, those don't work very well. They just don't give enough light. You'll want to buy like an actual plant light. You'll also want to make sure that the room you keep them in is at least 60 degrees Fahrenheit, preferably warmer. Because if it gets too cool, if they don't get enough light, they either start to die or they start to kind of just like go dormant. That said, if you're not concerned with actual production of the plant, like let's say it grew enough and you harvested enough and you dried a whole bunch of it, that really all you're looking to do is like keep it alive through the winter until you can put it out the following spring, the light from a window will likely be enough. And you know what? You don't really need to keep it that much above 60 degrees Fahrenheit. You actually might not be a bad thing for it to go a little dormant at that point. This is what I do with my herbs. You know, I grow enough during the growing season that I don't need to really harvest them over the winter. So I keep them right next to a large north-facing sliding glass door where they get enough light to keep them going. It can get a little cool, but it's it's not freezing. And then once things warm up in the spring, I put them outside and they come back to life and they're perfectly happy. I will say though, if this is what you do, if you're not supplementing the natural light and they're not getting very much light, do make sure you rotate your herbs a quarter turn every few days, no longer than a week. Don't go any longer than a week between turning to ensure that they grow evenly on all sides. Because even though while the growth is slow when light levels are low, it it is still growing. And if you don't turn them, they'll start to get leggy and lopsided because the plant, the photoreceptors in the leaves will naturally cause the plant to kind of like get leggy and reach over toward that light source in an effort to just get more light to survive. So make sure that you're kind of turning it a quarter turn um, at least once a week just to promote even growth all the way around all sides of the plant. When it comes to watering herbs indoors, plants need much less water indoors than they do outdoors because they're in a controlled environment, right? The moisture level in your home is pretty consistent. So don't water on the same schedule you you used to water them when they were outside because they are very quickly going to drown and rot if you water them that often. Instead, do this. Water when you bring the plants in. And then don't water again until the soil is dry an inch below the surface. Stick your finger in the soil, um, use your finger to test it, and then occasionally spritz herbs with a fine mist of water, especially rosemary, um, as the air inside your home during winter is, is really can get pretty dry. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about rosemary here in a second as far as why you want to mist it. Should you fertilize herbs that you keep indoors over winter? Again, herbs rarely need fertilizing. They're very adept at making the most of the soil they're planted in, just like weeds. The only time you should need to fertilize herbs is if the dirt in their pots is over a year old and they seem to be growing very slowly, even if you're producing lots of light, warmth, and water. Diluted fish emulsion is a really good option for fertilizing herbs. It's very mild, and it's easy for the plant to take up because it's in liquid form. 
But again, make sure you're diluting it. Do not put full strength fish emulsion in your potted herbs. You might notice especially after a few weeks or even a month after you bring your herbs indoors, that there's kind of like bugs all over the place. And if that's the case, it sounds like you accidentally brought in some mites or gnats or white flies or other little pests with you when you moved your herbs inside. So if that's the case, if it's just one plant that seems affected, separate it from the others so they don't get infested too. Spray the affected plant or plants and only the affected ones with a neem oil solution, coating the tops and undersides of leaves as well as the stems. If you're not sure what neem oil is, I have a link all about it in the sister post for this episode. After you spray it with neem oil, check the plant occasionally, keep it separated still from all the other ones, and make sure the pest population is decreasing. If not, continue to spray with neem oil once a week until the pest activity subsides. Once the pests are gone, you can put the plant back with the others. If neem oil seems a little too extreme, you can also try an organic insecticidal soap. Those are also going to be really effective for really small things like aphids, mites, white flies that that tend to come in with potted plants when you bring them indoors. Now, I want to cover two very specific herb questions for herbs brought indoors, and that's for basil and rosemary. One question I get a lot is, why is my basil slowing down now that it's indoors? You're kind of just like, well, I'm keeping it warm. I'm giving it light. What the heck? What's the deal? Basil likes a lot of sunlight and lots of heat. If you remember to what the conditions were when you were growing it outside, like it does its best at the height of summer. You'd be hard-pressed to create that amount of heat and sunlight, you know, indoors. So it's very likely it's going to slow down a lot when you bring it inside for the winter. Also, it's really important to remember that basil is not a perennial herb. It's not even a biennial herb. It's one that's programmed to live hard, produce lots of seeds, and then die in one year. There are lots of herbs like parsley and dill that are biennial that are programmed to grow in year one, then flower and die in year two, and that's why you can overwinter them indoors, but but basil is just not wired that way. So if your basil plant seems like it's on its way out, it might just be easiest to simply start a new plant from seed or try to propagate a new plant from your existing plant, you know, just kind of cutting off the growing tips at the very top of the plant and trying to get those to root in some water and thus, you know, establish a new plant. So you hear that and you're like, great, cool, got it, basil. But why is my rosemary dying now that it's indoors? Rosemary is such a diva. I love it. It's one of my favorite herbs, if not my favorite herb. But overwintering requires a little extra effort. Here's the thing about rosemary. This herb is very much accustomed to absorbing water out of the humidity in the air. Like I mentioned, it originated in the Mediterranean where ocean breezes dominate. So sometimes even if your rosemary's potting soil is well watered, not too much, but not too little either, the plant still seems to suffer. It still seems like it's drying out. And most people respond to this by giving it more water, by watering the soil, which then, like, it's not happy with either because it's overwatered. Again, like I said, it's a diva. 
I have found that spraying rosemary with a fine mist of water a few times a week, or at least once a week, helps keep it happy. Again, it's usually the dry air in your home that's causing problems for rosemary. So if you get tired of spritzing, get a humidifier. I've linked to a really good one in my sister post for this episode all the way at the very bottom of the post. A humidifier can be really, really good in helping you keep your herbs, any any other potted plant indoors that you bring indoors for the winter, alive and happy um, and thriving. So it's not just for rosemary. I mean, any, any of these herbs that you overwinter indoors is going to appreciate a spritz of water. So a humidifier, honestly, is helpful helpful for all of your herbs, all your overwintered indoor, you know, plants. So that is everything I know about growing herbs in winter. I hope it helps you. If you have questions, again, as always, please hit me up in the comments in the sister post for this episode, or you can send me a message on Instagram. In the next episode, I'm going to be talking about something that I think is really cool. And that is how to make your own bone meal. Bone meal is one of my favorite organic fertilizers, especially for phosphorus and calcium. It's very rich in both of these nutrients, which are nutrients that plants need in Phosphorus in abundance, calcium is more of a micronutrient that it needs, but you can make your own bone meal using bones. You guessed it. And I'm going to be talking all through that process of how to do that in the next episode. But until then, thank you so very much for listening. As always, uh, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, you know, that's that's coming up. And I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving full of lots of food and love and hopefully germ free. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Grow Your Own Food podcast. Visit beeandbasil.com for helpful how-to articles, images, and recipes.